0: Welcome to the Legacy Video Lounge Podcast. This is our premiere episode, episode number one. My name is Steve Pender. I'm a personal historian and video biographer. I'm president of Family Legacy Video here in sunny Tucson, Arizona. Now, this podcast is uh, kind of an experiment for me. I figure uh, doing maybe uh, six to ten episodes and then kind of gauging, I guess, from your feedback, hopefully, uh, the, uh, the value of it and, um, and whether or not uh, it's worthwhile continuing, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. This podcast uh, is dedicated to the proposition that everyone, and that means you, has a life story worth preserving, celebrating, and sharing, both, of course, to enjoy with your family now, but also to leave as a legacy uh, to the younger generation and generations yet to come. And that video is a fantastic way to leave a a living legacy of life stories and values. Uh, During the course of this podcast series, I'll be talking about the art and science of video biographies, uh, exactly what a video biography or legacy video is, and uh, the benefits that they bring to both the storytellers, of course, the folks who are on camera telling their stories, relating their values and reminiscences, as well as their families. And uh, now I know that in terms of creating a a legacy video, there are a lot of folks out there who don't necessarily have the expertise to do that. Well, I'll be touching on some of the things that you need to know when looking for and working with a a professional video biographer like myself. On the other side of the coin, of course, there are plenty of uh, do-it-yourselfers out there. And during the course of the podcast, uh, I'll be giving hints for you do-it-yourselfers as well. So essentially all aspects of the topic of legacy video, personal history, video biographies, uh, we'll be touching on those. But I also want to let you know that I do have a website. It's uh, familylegacyvideo.com. And if you look under the um, uh, the custom production header, uh, you'll see uh, a sample clips page. And I've got excerpts from uh, a wide variety of of video biographies that I've produced for clients over the years. So you can go and look at some of those. You'll see both the quality of what I produce, but also you'll get a better sense of what video biographies are all about if if you uh, aren't quite sure. And uh, I'll be looking uh, for your comments and questions to help spur discussion in future episodes, and you can email me at steve at com. So first, I think what I'd like to do is tell you a little bit about myself and and how I discovered my own personal passion for personal history on video and then founded Family Legacy Video Incorporated. And I'll start that little discussion right after a quick break. Flak bursting all around his B-17, door gunners blazing away at enemy fighters, flashes from below as his bombs hit their targets. Now dad's grandkids will hear his World War II stories firsthand. Thanks to
1: Family Legacy Video. Now you can share your life stories in a custom legacy video your family will cherish. To learn more, visit FamilyLegacyVideo.com or call 520-743-4090. That's 520-743-4090. FamilyLegacyVideo.com.
0: Okay, so who am I? Where did I come from? How did I get on this path uh, that, uh, of personal history and video biography? Well, I uh, grew up in, in New Jersey, uh, always within the, uh, the New York metro area. Went to uh, Seton Hall University, uh, was a communications major, and was very active in the campus radio station, WSOUFM. fm uh, Did a lot of writing and editing and producing and on-air work there and during my last 2 years uh at WSOU, i, I got a uh, paid internship at WOORAM uh, professional station in new york city so i i got to see the uh the the, uh, the this the big time radio picture which was interesting and uh, when i left uh well graduated left uh school, still continued with WOR for about six months, and then I landed a job with a a public relations agency with offices in, in New York and New Jersey, and they specialized uh, in, in audio production, so, uh, so I was doing some of that for them, but very quickly uh, they moved into video, and uh, so I kind of gained my, learned my video, early video uh, chops there. Uh, I was a gopher on shoots, and then eventually doing audio on shoots uh, at various remote locations all around the country, and then moving into uh, editing. So I learned how to uh, do video editing with them, and she spent a lot of hours in dark rooms editing video. Uh, So so it was a very good formative time, uh, really learning what worked and what didn't, and, and how to tell stories on video. Now on the on the personal side of things, I was the uh, firstborn uh, uh, child in my particular generation uh, for my family, and I had a grandmother. Uh, I was her firstborn grandchild, of course, so we had a special relationship, and her name was uh, Alice Rita Morrissey Pender. Now, I'm sure you uh, have probably have someone like this, at least one person in your family who is the family historian, the family storyteller, and... And uh, Graham really was that for us. She was that, that thread running through the family. Um, we had a pretty extended family on my father's side. And uh, she just knew where everybody was, uh, what they had done, what they were doing. And, and I heard a lot of great stories from her as I grew up. Stories that let me know uh, who the characters in my family happened to be and and uh, and where I fit into the family as well. Uh, you know, she grew up on uh, Staten Island. She was born in 1911. She had early memories of uh, of the goings-on during World War One, and then, of course, uh, you know, the Depression and World War II and, and everything that happened in between. And she went into the, the city quite a bit. She had a grandfather who was a police officer or worked at City Hall. He was a captain on the police force. And she would go in with him and uh, go to a lot of the the great ticker tape parades of the time and and just had a lot of wonderful experiences growing up. And so uh, she told me these stories, and I heard many of them time and time again, which was terrific, and uh, so kind of left them embedded in my memory. But... Around about 1995, I started thinking about the fact that, well, Graham wasn't going to be around forever. And what could I do to preserve the sense of of who she was and also uh, preserve a a lot of these great stories she'd been telling me over the years to pass along to the younger uh, grandchildren and nieces and nephews and even great-grandchildren. Of course, being in video, I thought of uh, creating a a short, uh, I didn't even think of it as a video biography at that time, I didn't know the term, but a short documentary about my grandmother's life. Now, I had, uh, after uh, eight and a quarter years, I'd gone off uh, freelance. I left the public relations agency and started working for uh, various uh, clients as a as a freelancer as an independent uh, doing production and writing and 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 editing and i developed a a really good relationship with one of my corporate clients so they let me borrow some of their gear and uh, and also one of my coworkers volunteered to do uh, the camera work and uh, I went to my grandmother and I asked her if she wouldn't mind starring in a in her own video, and she was only too happy to do that. So one afternoon, in in my uh, wife's and my uh, apartment in Clifton, New Jersey, we sat down and and shot an interview. And I asked her to tell me uh, a lot of those great stories I've been hearing over the years. So uh, I'm a, a as good a procrastinator as any, and. Uh, about three years, I let three years go by before I took the tapes down from the shelf and uh, finally decided to to put a video together. Went back to my grandmother. We went through all her photos and and I grabbed some other visuals that uh, would help enhance her stories. And then uh, went back to my client uh, who allowed me to edit in, uh, you know, in its facility when we weren't doing any actual work and created what for me, I think, will always be... Uh, the video of which I'm most proud, and that's the video biography, the personal documentary of my grandmother's life. Well, procrastination often has a price, and in this case it did with me. I finished the video in in 1998, uh, procrastinated again, showing it to my grandmother because I was kind of hoping to put together a a family premiere. Well, she died, and uh, I was pretty... uh, pretty angry with myself, uh, the morning after I, I got the news, I sat down in my living room and popped the, uh, the tape as VHS at this time and, and, uh, and invited my grandmother in and in spirit and, and, uh, played the video. And so I, I like to think that we, we watched it together that day. At any rate, the, uh, uh, the majority of the family uh, first saw the video at the repast following my grandmother's funeral and you know it was a real roller coaster of emotions that day but it was a real just a magnificent celebration of her life uh, everyone loved the video handed out copies to everybody and and it it made such a huge impact not just that day but in the days and the years that followed uh, you know the younger members of the family eventually saw it. Uh, I got word that a number of them even took it into school to use it as part of uh, history projects and presentations. And and even to this day, uh, one of my grandmother's daughters, my aunt, uh, you know, she uses it, uh, plays it to folks in her senior citizens group to inspire them to create their own life stories. And uh, so uh, the video goes on and on and on. And Graham and her stories continue to live. And and so it was really uh, after I saw the reaction of of my family uh, to the video, it it got me thinking about whether or not mm, this might be something, some service I could offer to the public and to families who had little or no video expertise. And at the time, the economics, I think, really weren't on my side. We were still doing tape-to-tape editing in those days. Uh, the cost to actually rent facilities, ugh, let alone even think about building one, were, were pretty astronomical. So I didn't really think I could bring uh, the service uh, to families in an economical way at that point. Now, fast forward, my, my wife and I had decided to move to uh, Tucson, Arizona, just to escape the the East Coast winters, and it was shortly after we moved here that 9-11 occurred. And thinking of all those lives and stories lost got me to uh, to start noodling again whether or not a video biography business might be viable. And by this time, desktop editing, non-linear editing was coming into play. Um, the costs of video production was coming down, and so... Uh, you know I still considered that for a while. I did get together with a group of folks who were looking to start a business, and we actually took a baby step in the uh, in the videobiography area and and I wrote and another fella did the graphics and we created a uh, a guide on a cd ROM uh, which I still sell today it 's the family legacy video producer 's guide on on c d which uh, works through your browser, and you can browse through it like you would a website, and it has a lot of tips for families in how to start and organize a, a video biography project. Well, during the course of creating that guide, uh, I, had, I had joined a rotary club in town, and I needed some people to beta test that guide for me. A couple of folks in my rotary club volunteered to do that. One of them, a retired engineer, A great guy came back to me with a couple of good suggestions, but he also said that he and his wife wanted to create a personal documentary, and uh, there was no way, even though it was a great guy, that they were going to be able to do it themselves. So could they hire me to do it? So I kind of came around full circle. I realized that, okay, uh, there might be a market for my services creating these personal documentaries, uh, which I learned later in doing some research uh, there was an industry term called video biography. So uh, I became a video biographer. I created a video biography for those folks and uh, took the lessons I learned from that to start promoting uh, myself as a professional video biographer and eventually started landing more clients. And so it's been a real, a real evolution for me. And uh, I'm still on a learning curve, uh, as we all are when we're in business for ourselves. But what I'd like to do is to uh, play you a a little segment from my grandmother's video. And then I'll just touch on it briefly afterwards, and we'll wrap up this episode. I like to call this Burnt Peas, and it demonstrates one of the values of of, uh, a video biography project And I'll talk about that uh, after I play the clip. So here it is. This is my grandmother. And uh, you'll understand by the end of the video uh, clip here why I call it Burnt Peas. Here it
1: is. Grandma Darren is very much like my sister Rosemary, if you know Rosemary. A, A wonderful woman could do anything wonderful sewer and and, all. She loved fires. She'd make a fire out in the back and uh, in a can or a grate or something. And she was great for taking my grandfather's steaks and putting them in the grill and bringing them down and putting them in the furnace. Uh, She almost set the house on fire many a time. My brother Jack always said, if we had peas for dinner, he knew that would be an interesting meal because my grandmother would have shelled the peas and cooked them, but burnt them. So then she'd turn around and open a can of peas. And when my grandfather complained they didn't take like fresh peas, she'd show them the pods and say, well, there's the pods from the fresh peas. She was a pip.
0: (laughs) So wasn't that fun? Oh, my Lord. Uh, So the things that went on, and my poor, uh, I guess, great-great-grandfather. I don't know if the man ever had fresh peas. But um, imagine seeing, I had photos showing my great-great-grandparents, and... Uh, all during, uh, and my grandmother, of course, on on camera, relating that story. So we had visuals accompanying it, and it really made for a nice little segment. And it's and it's really it was really just a little piece of family lore that that really, uh, at least for me, helped turn my great great grandmother who and great great grandfather who I I have photos of, but I only know through those flat black and white photos. It, it kind of turned them into real. Flesh and blood people, you know, hearing about uh, about those silly quirks and, and goings-on uh, years ago. And it demonstrates, I think, one of the really great benefits that can come with a video biography project, and that's discovering little-known or brand new stories uh, about events in your family that you never knew occurred. And I knew nothing about my great-great-grandmother, Deering, and her attraction to fire until I got started on this project. And I had taken my my grandmother to uh, visit with uh, her sister, my aunt, one day. And they were sitting in the living room talking. And at one point, my aunt Eileen said, oh, grandma deering wasn 't she the one who started the fires, and so my ears picked up at that point. I knew nothing about my great great grandmother Deering and fires, and I asked them some more questions and that 's how I learned about this story, which I think is priceless and certainly wanted to include in my grandmother 's videobiography So those kinds of things happen all the time and they can happen with you and and really give you some added insight into uh, into those folks who are your ancestors. So that's about that. I think I've talked long enough for uh, for the first time out. I'd like you to please uh, let me know what you thought of this episode. Uh, email me, uh, steve at com. Please do subscribe to the podcast. And thank you for listening. And by the way, just a reminder that everyone has a story. And isn't it time you told yours?